So I want you to imagine the year is 2007. Tie-dyed iguana has been open for roughly a year. And it was, um, it was the Wild West back then. It's the only way I could really describe tie-dye. And uh, a service that we've always offered, but it was uh, particularly popular back then, was people could bring in their snake for us to feed it for them. Worked out really well because um, sometimes people didn't want to feed at home or they were just unsure about feeding their snake. So, so picture this, early tie-dyed iguana, we've got stringy dreadlocked Matt and Mohawk Bill. And that, that was the staff and Stephanie. And we've got a customer that comes in to feed their snake. And it's a, uh, you're going to crack up when you hear where I'm going with this. It's a fairly sizable Burmese python. Is that the albino one? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is so funny. And um, they, oh, dude, this made my life. So, uh, <laughs> oh, God. I can't even tell the story. Because nobody's going to laugh because you had to be there. But, uh. They bring it in, in a bin, and it's, I don't know, it was probably five or six foot. It wasn't huge, but it was sizable. Yeah. And um, they go to feed it, and uh, we, we give them the live rat, and we drop it in the bin. And the rat, if I remember right, didn't the rat hop up on the edge of the bin? Yeah. Is that what it was? And so the snake starts sticking its head out, and uh, the customer's child decides, oh, I'm just going to push the snake's head back into the bin. Ugh. What happens next is history. <laughs> We'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about should you or should you not feed your snake in the cage. So I want to welcome you all to TDI Live, episode 22, Tie-Dyed Iguana's official podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And you are listening to TDI Live. No turning back, too late. Got my bones about to break. So what is new in the world of tie-dyed iguana? Well, we just came off Christmas. So if you listened last week, that was the Christmas podcast. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Christmas was pure pandemonium in here. I think that's a... I don't know if it was really pandemonium. I think it, we have a pretty good grasp on it. Yeah, it got... It, got, it, it was busy spurts. as shit, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, day after Christmas was absolute insanity. Um, and then the weekend was really busy. Um, I haven't been here much this morning, but... Um, well, I was here early this morning. Yeah. But since I've been here, it sounds like it's been pretty busy out there. I have no idea what that noise was. You heard it too? Yeah. Maybe it's a ghost. That would be the ghost of Christmas past. No. Because Christmas has passed. Um, but uh, really the last week was really just kind of buckling down and um, doing Christmas. Uh, we didn't have anything new come in. Uh, we do have some new product coming in today. It should have been here last week, but there's been delays with the shipping companies uh, thanks to the holiday. Um, I know we'll have, uh, if you follow our newsletter, you'll see some of it in there. But what are they? Um... You put it in there, Heather, the bio balls, enzyme balls. Yeah, the the beneficial bacteria and enzyme balls, yeah. Have you seen those, Bill? Uh, yes, I saw them when Chris first brought them up here. Yeah, it's like a little gel ball, and uh, you just drop it in the water, and it's got all your live bacteria. Yeah. Is and it, I guess... It's like prime, isn't it? Or um, I would say it's more like stability. Okay. Because it's like a uh, something to kind of inoculate your filter with the beneficial oh, bacteria. Okay. 
Does it so? Does it dechlorinate then, or does it not? I don't really know. But I know it establishes your tank. I actually don't know yeah. a lot about it. I just know it's really cool. It's really convenient. Yeah. Um, it takes all the guesswork out of dosing your tank. So those are coming in. There's um, a ball that you use one ball per ten gallons, and then we've got three different like package sizes on that. And then another one is one ball per thirty gallons, and you use um, or there's only one package size on that. Um, we have the last line of Aquion LEDs coming in this week. And I think that was it for the new stuff. Um, I think we're pretty well done with new things right now for a little while. Oh, uh, that's not true. I lied. <laughs> so um, we are actually, the next phase, it's a very small phase, but we um, our end cap where we have the glowfish stuff, that's going away, and we're turning that into a shrimp end cap. Shrimp. So, yeah, we'll have a shrimp tank where we'll be selling live shrimp, and then we're going to be getting into... Um, shrimp supply shrimp accessories it's very big yeah shrimp, shrimp is so you uh do you know everything there is to know about shrimp no no actually i've never done shrimp Nobody i've done talked. ghost shrimp but i mean as far as it was a forest gump reference guys come on um, sorry shrimp i haven't business. seen that movie in a Bubba long gump. time it's just another gump classic shrimp. example of me entertaining myself while you guys look at me like i'm an alien <laughs> oh come on i knew some of the other movies you talked about um <laughs> So coming up over the next week for TDI, um, a whole lot of nothing. Just kind of going to roll into the new year and uh, think, uh, take a little bit of a break. We don't have another trade show till February, so i got to bring the trailer in for maintenance. They've got to go through and inspect it and repack the bearings, and that's about it. Now, the place where you exciting. bought it, do they do that for you? Yeah, yeah. It's a Apparently maintenance just, thing? Yeah, once a year, bring it in, check it out. I did deliver um, three pallets of tanks to the St. Louis Aquarium yesterday. That was pretty neat. Oh, wow. We were supposed to get a behind-the-scenes tour, but there was not, like, an area that I could park my truck. It was pandemonium there. Well, it was sold out, but they were going to get me and the family in and do, like, a behind-the-scenes and show us what's going on. And, uh, you know, I had the truck plus the trailer, so it's, like, 35-foot of vehicle. And I tried going into, <laughs> I tried going into one lot. And the lady that's at the attendant, she goes, you can't bring that big old thing in here. <laughs> and she sent me away. <laughs> I pulled up to the other lot and they're like, no, sorry, ma'am. Because, you know, you can't like, I have to take like eight parking spots with that thing. Right. So we drove around and tried to find a spot on the street, but it just wasn't happening. So then I told the kids that, hey, we'll have to get a rain check. And then Stella started crying and <laughs> yeah, turned into a pretty stressful afternoon. And yeah, that's that. But uh, yeah. All right, cool. So that's pretty much what's new in the world of TDI. So, Heather, what do you have for us? I, uh, I actually heard a little bit about this story prior to this. Yeah, so this is, it's not really funny, but it is kind of funny. So The uh, wording makes it pretty hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. so um, what happened was, the, the headline says, uh, a middle-aged, a, a tortoise, a red-foot tortoise, uh, tried to set, actually did set his owner's house on fire. I thought it said a middle-aged tortoise. Yeah, it says the culprit, like the oh, way they the worded, the way they worded it is Can you read so that fun. part of it? It's, yeah, it's it says the culprit, a middle-aged tortoise who may or may not have been trying to burn his family's house down. <laughs> Thankfully, the local fire department raced to the scene. And yes, the tortoise is fine. They saved it. A middle-aged tortoise may or may not. Yeah, apparently the tortoise is like 45 years old. So Yeah. I think a middle age for a tortoise now, would be 80. Yeah. Now, what happened was, it says, uh, the fire started after the tortoise knocked a heat lamp onto its bedding, which then caught fire. Its owners weren't home, so the neighbors alerted the authorities. 
So wow. the fire department had to come and put out the fire in one of the rooms. And they found the tortoise in there, and they're like, oh, let's save this. Yeah, and, yeah, they did, and they have a picture of it being saved, and they're holding it, and it's got this really, <laughs> oh, it, it's what they call it, uh, call it, it says, it's his lucky day, the excess fire department posted on Facebook, along with a photo of the would-be arsonist serving <laughs> rescuers a hefty serving of side-eye, and not at all looking as if rescuers had just foiled its plot. To burn its owner's house down. <laughs> I love the way this... this, this That's this, pretty hilarious. This is from the Washington Post. I was just going to ask if this was in The Onion or something. No, so it this was... is real. Okay. Yeah, it happened in, in England, apparently. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> huh. The tortoise is all like, Hello, governor. <laughs> burn the house down. <laughs> Give me some tea. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, uh, well, I mean, first of all, fires are always tragic, but, uh. Well, they the, got there pretty quick, you know. Well, the, I mean, yeah, the neighbors like, noticed it, and they called, and it was just one room, and the tourist was fine, so. Yeah. yeah. So, a couple nights ago, um, in O'Fallon, we have, uh, Randy's Rescue Ranch. Have you heard of that? I heard about this. Yeah. That's, yeah, um. it's horrible. They do, um, rescues with, like, livestock, basically. Horses in particular, but they do dogs yeah. and cats. Yeah, they do cattle, I heard about this. Stuff like that. But uh, they lost um, one of the buildings, I guess the house out there. They have a hospice house for animals that are on hospice. Right. And a couple nights ago, yeah, it was like a multi-department alarm fire or whatever. And uh, the community's really, like, turned out, you know, really well. They've got a lot of donations coming in of food. And, um, you know, Amron had a shuttle of power off out there, but they needed power. So uh, the mayor, um, Herb Roach of O'Fallon, um, had the uh, city engineers go out there and get it all fixed up and turned back on. So the animals, you know, could obviously have what they need to get through so right um yeah it's always nice to see people you know turn out for something like that but uh hmm. and i don't know what caused their fire i don't even know if there's been a determination yet but uh i'm pretty sure it was not a middle-aged tortoise yeah a middle-aged arsonist well that that big fire that basically burned all of chicago was from a cow that knocked over a lantern huh a middle-aged cow i don't know <laughs> that was before they had electricity and everything, but yeah, yeah. So you were there. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was. That's mean. Delivering papers that night. <laughs> extra, extra. And I wrapped on some windows to tell people to get leave. <laughs> you wrapped fire, on the fire, fire, <laughs> fire, run, run away, fire, fire, fire. Um, so speaking of uh, middle aged, uh, Bill's birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> For those of you that weren't aware, he he is still having birthdays. <laughs> he yep. didn't, like, max out, like, the amount of happy birthdays you can get. So, Bill will be here tomorrow. If you want to come see him, you can bring him something. I'm going to probably bring him a cake or cupcakes. I haven't really decided. Maybe a combination. Cake, no, you need to bring him, what, cake. those cookies that he likes to eat? <laughs> what are they called? Oh, oatmeal raisin cookies? Yeah. Mm. I like those. No, we'll bring you... Probably up. cupcakes. Cause... So, Sam's does a deal where they've got, like, a small cake with cupcakes around it, but it's only, like, eight, like eight cupcakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's up to you, man. Because la- last year, when you got me a cake, mainly, I just took, like, a section of it and just left the rest here, because I don't eat that much sweet stuff. Yeah. But that's why I was thinking, maybe cupcakes, and you can just... I'll just take, like, some of them at home, and... Sure. And everybody else can do you want to Do you want to tell everyone how old you're going to be? Um, you don't have I, to if you don't want I to. I think it's 57. 57. You think? I think, yeah. Oh, dear. It's been a blur. Yep. It's been a blur. Once you get to a certain age and you've had the history that I've had in my <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, I do remember a lot of stuff. You would think that I wouldn't, but I do. <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday to Bill, and uh, make sure your tortoise's lamp is uh, 
securely fastened. And not yes. where they can knock it over. Now, I'm yeah. actually really curious how it knocked it over, because that's like, what I'm... We keep the lamp above the tortoise. Right. I know, but what if they, like, had a little pen for it? It was clamped down low or something? It or was there clamped was, down low, or, or the stand yeah. was actually inside the enclosure with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then knocked it over and fell on a blanket or whatever it said. It's like cheese. Fell on a blanket. It's like cheese? I said... Like it's like G's. Oh, they said it's like cheese. Yeah. That doesn't remind me of cheese. I don't know. I, I could see like aspen bedding going up really quick. Yeah, we. Uh, I almost hate having this conversation, so I need to knock on something. But most uh, most independent pet shops burn to the ground at some point. We're not there yet. We're doing just fine burning it to the ground without fire. <laughs> yeah. Dumpster fires. So that's uh, that's kind of a rolling joke around here. Is that um, tied out iguana is a rolling dumpster fire. And uh, because, you know, it's like it's controlled, but it's not controlled. And uh, we were really using that phrase for a while. And uh, what was this, last summer sometime, I think? I think it was last summer. Yeah, this this past year, but, actually. Uh, yeah. I get a text from, it was Luke and Elzar. They were leaving on a Sunday night is what it was. Because uh, I was thinking, wow, we're pretty lucky that they were here. Because we usually leave after 8 p.m. on Sunday. And they had walked out back, and sure as shit, there's a dumpster fire not, <laughs> the plaza. Not our dumpster, somebody no. else's dumpster. Yeah, someone flicked a cigarette in it, and it was completely blazed up, and the flames were going up the side of the building. And uh, I guess, uh, according to Elzar, they had to walk over there and check it out first. And then they went and checked with someone to see if anybody had called the fire department. Oh, yes. Let's... <laughs> As it's just, like, blazing up the side of the building. Well, the thing is that if it got high enough, that they, they have that plastic, like, Roof. covering for the roof. And I think if that would have caught fire... It would have just the whole side, that whole, I mean, a lot of it would, would have went up. But it's like they're just sitting out there, and then it's like, huh, look at that, an actual dumpster fire. Let's, let's go get, check it out. Hey, has anyone called? Yeah, and then finally they call a fire department, and they come out and put out the dumpster fire. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, cool. So enough about fires. Let's move on to, uh, this isn't a reptile myth, but this is definitely a hot, hot, hot reptile oh, debate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the debate. Should you or shan't you? <laughs> Did I use that in the correct context? Should you or shan't you feed your snake in its cage? I just wanted to say shan't. That's, that's, that's old-fashioned English. Um, so should you or should you not feed your snake in the cage? What the hell is that noise? I don't know. There's a somebody goat. scooting something instead of picking it up There's and carrying it. It's the ghost of the scooting bucket. I hear so, it. So, um, yeah, this goes, this, this is, I mean, we get asked this all the time, so... Uh, I don't know, did one of you guys want to give your opinion on it before I give mine? My opinion is that you really should do it in, a t- in like, a separate tub. It's just easier, and it... Well, is it really easier, though? Well, I mean... It would mean, be easier just to leave it in the cage and throw yeah, it Yeah, but then every well, time you stick your hand there, it thinks you're going to have a food for it, and it's going to be like, ooh, food time, see, I'm going to bite your you hand. feed a lot of our stuff in the cages, don't you, Bill? I feed them in those bins, and it's weird because, like... I would say, like, the corn snakes that we had, they would never, you know, bite me or anything. Um, but I think, like, some of the the ball pythons, when they get a little bit bigger, then I pull them out and put them in a separate bin. Or if it's, like, uh, customers that were boarding their snakes, I'll take them out and put them in a separate bin. But I put them on uh, newspaper so there's no risk of them ingesting any of their bedding. Because I know some people keep them on aspen or, or whatever, and feed them in the cage. You run that risk of That's them also ingesting, point, yeah. you know, some of the bedding or whatever. Um, you know, and I'm sure in the wild they probably do that. But again, you're trying to 
keep this snake as best and as healthy as possible. So you kind of want to take out those factors that could, you know. Yeah, because think. Lead it, to injury or, or whatever. Yeah, because when they grab the mouse or rat or whatever, like, they sometimes get it, like. The snake sausage. All, yeah, they get it all. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those sorry. things? Snake yeah. sausages? sausages? Talk about a gimmicky piece of shit. I'm yeah. sorry, Heather. Go no, on. that's okay. When they uh, strike the mouse and rat, they, I mean, sometimes it gets, like, all wet from their spit and stuff, and yeah. then that catches onto the, the bedding just sticks to it, and then they're trying to swallow it. Wet yeah. snake sausage. Yep, wet snake sausage. So the, uh, yeah, so the, the hot dilemma here about whether <laughs> you should or shouldn't do it, um, when you feed a snake in the cage, um, there is the possibility of them ingesting the bedding. Um, furthermore, snakes don't see the best. They see heat and vibration. So right. when you feed in the cage, they learn to associate you going in with feeding time. And therefore, you run a higher risk of actually getting bit when you just go in to change the water or pet it. So typically what we recommend is remove the snake from the cage, place it into a separate feeding container. It'll now make that association with that feeding container. Yes. Um, but you only run that risk of getting bit during actual feeding time, not every time you go in the cage to maintain. Yep. So typically what, what I recommend to people is if it's a pet snake... Uh, feed it in a separate container. Obviously, if you're breeding and you've got racks of snakes, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. you're going to be hooking them half the time, or you know they're not your, yeah. they're not handle being handled. Yeah, so. they're not like they're not like I hate to say they're not pets. pets, but yeah, they're not interactive pets exactly. Right. Yeah. It would be well, a, I know like some of them I'll hook them out, and they know that as soon as I hook them out, okay, they're getting moved and everything, so I can, you know, I can tail them or whatever. It's just easy because I don't tail them. Yeah, just you, yeah. I hook the front and I grab the the back end of them, and just kind of set them in the the feed bin. And then once they're in there, they know. They know that that is where they eat. And if you stick your hand in there, you will get bit. Which Guaranteed. leads us to our opening story. So what <laughs> happened to the poor child oh, I was God. discussing? Oh, God. So um, they were feeding the snake in a separate container. But like I said, that container is now the new uh, feeding association. So when, you, um, when you're working with that container, the snake knows it's time to eat. So when the snake started to push its head out of the bin and this child took their hand. And keep in mind, this is about a six-foot python. <sighs> Um, kid was probably what eight or nine years old. When yeah, did this was, happen? This was before you were here. This okay. was in like Bill had just started here. It's like oh wow! Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he just goes to push the snake's head back in, Ugh. and the all rat that... was right there. So the snake yeah. already knew there was a rat. But all the snake sees is something small and warm coming at its yeah. head, and it touches the snake. <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, rat!" Yeah, that snake grabbed that kid's arm and just spiraled all the way up his arm, just wrapped all the way up his arm, and he let out a death curdling <laughs> scream. And Matt came running around. Oh yeah. And I was like, I told, I was like, I, cause I, as soon as he stuck his hand, I was like, I wouldn't do, and it was about that time, it was a snap. <laughs> I he wouldn't got do, him. boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost his shit. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember how we got it off of him. I think we used hand sanitizer yeah, I think or vodka so. or something crazy. Yeah, I think it was hand sanitizer. Just started pumping alcohol into the snake's face and it didn't want to let go and it finally mm-hmm. did. And I remember like, I was trying to like get them all cleaned up and the parents were like, just, you know back off you know let us deal with it and they were uh, we knew these guys fairly well i'm not gonna name names if they're listening to this they might remember this yeah but they were um long-time customers well at the time early customers but they stayed long-time customers for a while well i remember but, they ended up getting rid of that snake because the, the kid was afraid of they it, got rid of it right oh yeah i'm that. sure yeah. that traumatized the kid for yeah. life yeah and uh but it's like it was just that that situation and the kid you know obviously he didn't know but yeah Changed him forever. Yep. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'll never yeah. forget. And at that age too, it's so terrifying, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Man, I wonder how he turned out. I wonder, like, yeah. I wonder if that, like, he's probably an adult him. now. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely an adult. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, 
Did he go off the deep end? You know, or no. Is he like I'm terrified sure he's of fine. snakes or <laughs> terrified of worms? Who knows? No. So, um, yeah, I'll leave it up to you. Should you or shan't you feed your snake in the cage? <laughs> shant. Shant. <laughs> you shant. Um, it's your own choice. I don't do it. Um, I wouldn't do it unless they were on newspaper in a rack system. Yeah. And that's that. So, cool. Do you guys have anything else you want to contribute to that? No, I said no. what I was going to say. <laughs> then it's time. For conspiracies, theories, and mysteries. <laughs> I think this is your favorite part. I love the laugh. This is my favorite part. And you know, this has nothing to do with tie-dyed iguana or reptiles, but I love talking about shit that can be debated. I love debating. Like that was debating. Um, <laughs> I'm a. For those of you that don't know this, I'm um, my degrees in speech communication. I don't know if you guys know that. So, did you know that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, one of my, um, you know, basically for all of college, we, I talked, imagine that. But one of my favorite parts was debate, because um, I can argue literally anything, whether I believe it or not. Like, you give me a topic, and I can argue either side of it. And I think that's why I like this segment right here, because it gives me an opportunity just to fuck with Bill a little bit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Poor Bill. But uh, what I'd like to get into this week, we actually touched on this inadvertently last week, but I think it opens up a Pandora's box, so to say, of um, some really interesting discussion. So this classifies more as a mystery, although there might be a little bit of a conspiracy or theory in there. But um, I actually want to talk about, uh, at least start by talking about psychedelics. So last week we had talked about ayahuasca, um, you know, and DMT. Um, you know, I think what really interests me with psychedelics is... Uh, God, there's so many rabbit holes we can go down here. Um, why? Like, why do they exist? Why was our brain created with receptors for these drugs? Um, are they here for a purpose? I can give you a reason. Yeah? Well, they come from plants, right? And plants yeah. have a defense system, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but That's does... how they defend themselves, and it's meant to be a deterrent but for people it's like ooh, we like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not really a deterrent yeah i always eat more of this it's like well, fail <laughs> like psilocybin mushrooms they're using those to um for like for mental patients and i cannot wrap my head around that like and it's a controlled dosage and, and whatever and i'm not sure i've, I've heard about it that is like the scariest hallucinogen that... in the world in my opinion Yes, yeah, so see, I've never. Why would they even use it for mental patients? It's uh, what's it helping with? Is it like um, PTSD or something? It's something that like that or whatever. But it I, it does something to. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But it gives I remember you that moment of clarity, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I don't something know. Something like that. But I've never, I've never had a bad experience, you know, with any of the hallucinate hallucinate. Genics I took. Hallucinogens. <laughs> hallucinogens. But I know people that had <laughs> yeah. bad trips where they, they would, you know, they did it and they never did it again. Yeah. So, um, you know, where it gets kind of interesting in some of the theories with this, or conspiracy theories, if you will, um, you know, there's uh, the fly agaric mushroom. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that's the red mushroom with the white spots. You've seen yep. it in like Alice in Wonderland and... Yep. You know, you see it in many paintings. Um, oh, yeah, pictures it's like the traditional traditional yeah. mushroom, yeah. So the fly agaric mushroom is, um, it actually shows up in, uh, like, basically paintings and pictures of, like, from biblical times. And there is a couple theories. One of them in particular is that, um, you guys hear something? It's the ghost. I know, it's somebody. like. It's the ghost. 
But the uh, <laughs> Moses in the nice. burning bush was nothing more than a mushroom hallucination. Not Moses, but the burning bush was. So he ingested the fly agaric mushroom. Um, the burning bush was a hallucination. Um, it even goes as far as saying that, like, going up on the mountaintop and the Ten Commandments was nothing more than him hallucinating off of mushrooms. And uh, there's a lot of reference in the Bible to basically this mushroom. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't remember. I don't remember here. reading about any type of mushroom. Yeah, no. it said, He who shall eat the fly agaric mushroom shall be enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read that? Me either. But, um, I mean, what, what are you like, Bill? I'm curious on your thoughts on that being a, uh, you say you're not a religious person, but. Oh, no, he have, is. No, it's, it's more faith. Religion is all the. The rituals and the doctrine of man. Do you think God could be nothing more than a hallucination? God no. as we know it, deity. There's got to be something. No, there's yeah, freaking mushroom. I don't know. I don't think so. You think Moses in the burning bush could have been nothing more than a hallucination? Well, no, because there's a lot of like the way they wrote this. They didn't write it like as a fiction. They wrote it as history. Because um, I'm, well, I'm not quite done, but I. I reading the Bible all the way through from Genesis Genesis oh, to man. Revelation. That's got to Revelation. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> and um, it's just there's some fascinating stories in there. And a lot, a lot of it's not, you know, about this or that. A lot of it has got to do with, like, genealogy and, you know, the oh, different yeah. lines of, of, you know, from Adam and Eve all the way to, you know, whatever. But um, it's to me it's really interesting. But they, they have – there's some very interesting stories about the satyrs, where that's the half man and half animal hybrids, which you um, believe existed. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yes. And then the but no aliens. Another no aliens. Another <laughs> thing is like they're when they named like one of their children or whatever back then, that name had a meaning. Had a meaning. Yeah. And but Translate. they were talking like today. <laughs> yeah, they they talk about like these other individuals where they talk to and they say a name and then you go into the hebrew you know into the language and then you look up and it says fawn like which is like pan you know half goat half man and fa- fawn would be female so maybe it was just a hairy woman no i don't know i think i think he mean but uh janice joplin she was very fawn like but they uh fawn does not mean <laughs> hairy woman a but like does now. A... uh but the fawn is a female no, a, a fawn like, is a baby. Oh, that's a doe. Are you talking about yeah? A <laughs> it's doe. a hairy baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hairy. But baby. like David, he had was he a hairy people baby? in his army that, um, it said it says in the Bible that they have faces like lions, and they are swift as a roe, which a roe is a deer. Isn't roe also like fish eggs? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But back I then, you, you I mean, you have to. Well, you you can't you gotta so could get away been, from the Western mind of could things. Could this have been a hallucination, though? I think there's too many of it that maybe everybody was eating mushrooms, man. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. So, what about salvia? Oh, salvia was. <laughs> I I don't have any knowledge of all these different uh, things. So, for for <laughs> the record, I feel like I should. Uh, I should disclose. I haven't done stuff in uh, this kind of yeah. stuff in a very long time. I, so. I just happen to have an extensive knowledge base of a lot of this. I am yeah. not an active user of anything. I'm other not than either. alcohol. I love alcohol. I love whiskey. Mm. Yeah, I don't do anything now. Mm. Whiskey and wings. Show me's. Oh, 
God. Oh no! Don't anyway. talk about that. Then oh, you're gonna want to. So, <laughs> um, so salvia, salvia divinorum. It's a sage, and it was legal for the longest time. Totally legal. You could order it off the internet, and it wasn't until probably the last, sometime over the last ten years, it started becoming illegal state by state. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's illegal nationwide now. Probably is. <laughs> But there's some videos. Oh God, Heather, you've got to look these up. Okay. There's some videos on YouTube. Um, one of them was driving on salvia, and the guy's in the front seat of the car and he smokes the salvia, and he doesn't drive anywhere. No, he can't. Um, then there's there's no way you could start the car. Doing there's gardening anything. on salvia, <laughs> and the thing about salvia is uh, when you ingest it, um, you literally become like completely non-functional for about ten minutes. Yeah, it's a short-term thing, but and it's... <laughs> does it just like knock you out or what? No, you're you're. Oh, God, how do you describe it? It's it's just you go off into this own world. Um, it's very geometric, and like your yeah. body will like bend and fold. I called it the foot of God because yeah. <laughs> it felt like there was just this pressure that was pushing me down. That just that. that just sounds your scary. body would like fold in half, like over like a single point. Yeah, like there there'd be like a point in your body. I keep hitting that. There'd be like a point in your body, and it would just. Yeah, and you couldn't like Folding. heart. It, it, it was, was like, like help, help! I'm folded over. I can't like, move. Your arm. You try to move your arm, and it was like so much effort to just like move your arm. And oh, it was, it's hilarious. It I, is. I remember we went uh, one year. I went to Schwagstock, and um, I won't name this individual, but everybody knows him. He used to work here. Yep, I long, know. Exactly. Long hair, of Eastern descent, and uh, I remember he showed up with a bag of salvia, and that was all he had brought with him. And that whole trip, all that. Day, who did was smoke salvia. I was like, what are you doing? And, uh... <laughs> Didn't he give some to some lady and she flipped out? The um, house was on fire and stuff? Dude, that, that's a messed up story. I can't... I don't know if I really even want to get into that story. Because, ironically enough, I used to camp with that gal and her son. I ran into her son at a Show Me Snake show a couple couple shows ago. Oh, really? He's like, wow. Matt? I'm like... I kind of looked at him. He's like, do you remember me? I was like, Jesse? He's like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. And that was the first thing I said to him. I'm like, dude, remember the time your mom did salvia? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I've told oh, that no. story so many times. It was, uh, yeah, it was funny. So, Well, the thing is. But that but salvia divinorum stands for divine sage. Yeah. So kind of going back to this, it's like, uh, what's You know, that? Native Americans, I'm sure, did it. Yeah, they use that. it for spiritual purposes. Yeah. Um, you know, peyote. Peyote is. So there's that, um. There's that very small, what is that called? It's some sort of church out in New Mexico. It's some sort of like peyote religion yeah. thing or whatever. And um, you can pay, or you can make a donation to the church, and they bring you out there, and they bring you out into the middle of the desert, yeah. and they give you a dose of peyote, and they leave you for like right. a day and a half. Oh, that's yeah. not, oh, and, uh, Yeah, because it's like an 18-hour. That sounds scary. <laughs> it's an 18-hour yeah. trip. And yeah, they just, like, and the whole that's point correct. is to, you know, find yourself and become enlightened. and Yeah. Um, God, what is it called? The Church of... There's a few church. Coyote. I think there's a church in over in England or Switzerland or something that they they do, they do ayahuasca. That. Really? Yeah. Huh, that's more of a South American thing, I yeah. thought. Interesting. And apparently they, since they're a religion or a church, they're, it's legal for them to do it. Just like, like the Native Americans, they can cultivate peyote and stuff because it's part of their religion it's such a bizarre i hate to call it a cover but it's such a bizarre cover when you think about it it's like yeah it's like i really want to do drugs and i want to sell drugs so i'm going to create a church of drugs yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then everybody's like yeah man i want to join your church of drugs and we'll oh, get man. together and they're just like yeah man this is god well the thing <laughs> is i don't think people with a weak mind should do it yeah. um you have to 
<laughs> never Bill's ends. Bill's going to snap. It never ends. Bill's going to snap. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think people with weak minds, because, like, you know, when I was younger, in my in my early 20s, you know, they were... That was back when he was delivering papers. Yeah. During we, the great Chicago fire. You know, fire. we would do things, <laughs> me and some friends and that, but some people, would they would just, like, lose it. And I always had a controlled environment. I didn't just, like, do it and go to a party where there was, like... 50 people or whatever. Most of the times really? I did it. Yeah, most Bill of the times. Fox of all people. Most of the times I did it when I was in the woods. <laughs> That's pretty controlled. Yeah. yeah nothing was, out of the ordinary there. Yeah, just Look. me and, it was me and like say three or four people. There yeah. wasn't a whole bunch of people. And, you know, we did our thing. God, and, you could have gotten lost in the woods. And, uh. Dude, he's so white. I don't you know. Find him at night. Yeah, and it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was, oh, there's Bill. it was really good. But, like I said, I've never had a bad one. But, again, I, I don't think I would do it now. So Just, DMT, you know, they uh, there's the the book, the Spirit Molecule, and yeah. you know, they say that like DMT is um, your spirit, basically, like it's what harnesses your soul, and it's just it's so crazy because you read about like near death experiences or people that have actually died, and what they describe is very similar to um, really some descriptions of some of these uh, you know hallucinogens that people do, and so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it kind of loops around to the whole mystery or theory of the whole thing. It's like, what what is this? Is it what Heather says? Is it simply just a defense mechanism of the plant? But if so, then why does DMT occur naturally in our body? You know, yeah. and then when we extract that DMT and then ingest it outside of sleep, now all of a sudden we're hallucinating. It's leftover yeah. from evolution. <laughs> evolution of what? But uh, but life. You know, but when Ev- DMT evolution, is released, evolution's doesn't it, it never it never i know happen. but yeah, that's you know what you, you just acknowledge that there's no evolution coming. no i uh, i said i know that's what he thinks so yeah. we all so, have our own opinions and we can respect each other's opinions. so i i think when it comes down to naturally occurring hallucinogens um i don't know that they're necessarily like deity on their own you know whereas uh, you know some native americans say that like peyote is god or ayahuasca is god um i think it is a tool that was obviously put here for a reason um, I think there is a defense mechanism that goes along with it, but I think it's a little bit deeper than that, man. I don't know. Um, anybody that's ever experienced or experimented with naturally occurring hallucinogens, I think can probably, yeah, probably agree. Now, synthetic hallucinogens, totally different. You know, when you're getting into LSD or yeah, see, whatever. I used to do. I don't know why this brought up in my mind, but you talking about like the defense and everything, it made me think of those animals they t- get videos of that eat. Uh, like uh, rotten fruit that's fermented, and then they get <laughs> yeah. drunk on get it. Up. I, and there's then, videos like, of, of squirrels, hilarious. of squirrels trying to walk after eating yeah. fermented fruit, and they just like fall over. You see them just jump up in the air and just yeah. fall. Oh god! Yeah, I've seen it, like with horses eating god. animals, you know, fermented fruits they, or they whatever. Like to catch a buzz, man. What and then there's one. I can't remember what documentary it was, but a bunch of baboons ate. Oh Jesus! I can't remember what it was, but they they basically ate. You know fermented whatever it was but they got drunk and they couldn't walk and it was yeah. hilarious it was freaking hilarious it's like hope no leopard comes up because you know, you're gonna you're gonna get eight hey, and then they're gonna get drunk because they're yeah. gonna get drunk no okay. oh, that's funny um yeah so this was kind of a, a mellow mystery corner so to say not really a lot of debate but i just thought it was something that merited discussion because i know um it's actually it's a huge area of interest for me i'm uh super yeah. interested in you know, just psychedelics and hallucinogens, and 
I don't particularly care for them, but it still interests me. Yeah. I know it's an area of interest for Bill for sure. And yeah, it was Heather, something probably, I really enjoyed when I was younger. And, you're and probably I don't know if I'll fish ever, out of water on this conversation, huh? Yeah, I don't yeah, know if I'll I ever. Yeah, I don't mess with that Enjoy them again, but... Well, I don't mess I mean, with it either, but it still interests me. I, I really... I'm glad I I did them to get that experience. Yeah? Yeah. 57 years later, his heart's still ticking. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move off of that and uh, the game. Oh, which, boy. Which I realized a little bit ago. I was like, oh, crap. Yep, yeah. we got All another right. spelling bee. All right. Yeah, I'm horrendous at spelling. All right. I'm going to pick out a word for, let's see, Matt. Okay. I'm ready. Debauchery. Extreme sensual Ooh. pleasure. Debauchery? That's what it means. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Matt likes to take part in a lot of debauchery. <laughs> no, I... Is it debauchery? Debauchery. I, debauchery. I, I always say debauchery, but I don't know. Debauchery, debauchery, debauchery. D-E-B-A-U-C-H-R-Y. Oh, you almost got E-Y. it. It's an oh. E-Y, isn't it? It's D E B A U C H E R Y. Ah, strike one. That's okay. You got close. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's try one for Bill. Brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> what does brouhaha mean? It's oh, guys, beer. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I laughed so hard. I you can snort. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know. What does it mean, brouhaha? It I thought it was like beer. This refers to, to an uproar or big event. Okay. Brouhaha. B R E U H A H A. Wrong. It is B R O U H A H A. Oh. B R O U. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, brute. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Well, I remember when I was younger, they used to, I'd say, "You want another brew?" Ha ha. Referring to another beer or whatever. Okay, let's but, give uh... <laughs> let's give Matt a really hard word. Conscientious. Oh, there's no way in hell. I can't. <laughs> so one of the words I can't spell is conscious. I don't know if I ever told you that. It means wishing to do what is right, especially to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. I need to write this down. Okay. Conscientious. Oh, Jesus. Never be able to. Okay, this is not how you spell it, but it looks good to me. <laughs> C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-I-O-U-S. You only missed one letter. Was there an E after the C? C -E -I -O -U -S? No, it was spelled C-O-N-S-C-E... No, S-C-I-E... N T I O U S. Oh, there's a T in it. Yeah. Oh, Damn. you got so close. But so far. I would have never got even that close. All right. I wrote down con science eos. Ios. All right. <laughs> okay, Bill's word. Coelacanth. C E. Let's see. C E. Do you know what a coelacanth is? Yeah, it's uh, it's a prehistoric type fish. Yep. Jesus, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I thought so, it was so like a big lobe fish. I thought you said ceiling fan. Fish. <laughs> they find them off the coast of Africa, and I think they're in some of the Asian oceans too. <laughs> deep deep sea fish. Um, let's see. C-E. <laughs> That's Man. where you were last time. It's like, just like a brain fart right there. Coelacanth. 
C E L A C A N T H. Wrong, but you only missed one letter. <laughs> We're all one letter off. Today. It's C O E L A C A N T H. And I've watched dozens of documentaries on those too. Yeah. I should should remember that. All right, one last round of words for you both. Matt's word is paraphernalia. So this is actually kind of embarrassing because I'm sure I'm going to misspell paraphernalia. It just means miscellaneous articles, especially the equipment needed for a particular activity. P-A-R-A-P-H-I-N-A-L-I-A. Wrong. It's P-A-R-A-P-H-E-R-N-A. L-I-A. Wow. Paraphernalia. Fur. Well, we don't pronounce it like that, but it's... Yeah, I never said... I said I was a speech comm major, not a spelling Spelling major. Spelling major. Okay. All right, Bill. Here's yours. It might be easy. It might be hard. Cattywampus. (laughs) I've heard you use this word in (laughs) sentences. (laughs) Right. Several times. Is referring to something that is in disarray, that is askew, or something that isn't directly across from something. Hashtag TDI life. (laughs) <laughs> what? Cattywampus. <laughs> this is a cattywampus facility. C A T Y W A M P U S. You were so close, Bill. <laughs> but not close enough. You missed a T. It's C A T T Y W A M P U S. Cattywampus. Okay. So nobody got anything right. Well, we got closer. To you guys got the last closer. Time. We're yeah. tied. <laughs> You're tied. We're both winners today, Bill. Oh boy! Here we get a participation trophy, <laughs> or we both get a first place medal. First. Place I don't know, man. Place. You guys didn't get any rights. I wouldn't say you guys are both uh, in no. first place. We both you, get. You were both in last. Nothing. Pl- tied for last. Yeah. Who got first? We nobody. Get, <laughs> we get absolutely nothing because we did not accomplish a winning. <laughs> yeah. No. No medal for us. No participation. Aww. All right, well, Heather, thanks for the spelling bee. I didn't know we were doing that until you handed me the agenda, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Here we go. surprise, surprise. Well, do you all have anything that you'd like to leave our audience with? Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah Happy so, New Year. Do you have any, I guess before we wrap this up, is do you, have a, do you have a memory from this year that you'd like to reflect on, a tied out iguana memory? That anyone can think mm. of? I can't think of anything, like, extreme that The year in review. Year. Yeah, I can't think of It's been of an interesting year. One year ago, man, like when I think back to where I was January 1 to where I am right now, holy damn. Like, what the hell happened this year? It was a weird year. It was quick. It went quick. Well, it went quick, but it was a weird year, man. Like, tie-dye really changed. So, you know, beginning of the year, we still had Indoor Cultivator. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we uh, liquidated Indoor Cultivator this year. The name is still on the front of the building, but we basically brought it under tie-dye. Um, you know, it's just a brand of tie-dye. and Yeah. You know, we just focused more on living vivariums, and we eliminated almost all the inventory. Um, we didn't have live plants. Um, well, we did, but not a lot. Yeah, true. Yeah, let me yeah. take that back. Yeah. We had some live yeah, plants. Yeah, we had that one. Um, we have done one hell of an inventory overhaul this year, and we've changed so much. We eliminated, like, 200 products from Hagen and brought in all the Aquion stuff, um, Blue Ribbon, Zilla, um, a lot more ZooMed stuff. Uh, God, we hit hella trade shows this year. Let's see. We were in Orlando for Orlando for Global Pet Expo. We were in Vegas for Super Zoo. 
We did many show me shows in Bridgeton, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, Davenport, Iowa. We were in Tinley Park twice for the NARBC show. I was in uh, Cleveland for the BFFF show. <laughs> um, Nashville for a show. Uh, I flew down to Dallas, Texas for an afternoon for a show. Stephanie and I flew down there and flew back for a buying show. Um, damn. And then Stephanie has her Color Street gig. That brought us back down to Orlando for a show. It was just, it was a lot going on this year. You know, we got our trailer, which was cool. It allowed me to get a company truck, which was I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Well, that's that's truck. really neat because then you don't have to snow. worry about renting a truck because there was a big hassle. I need to that. ask Autumn for that video. So were you here when uh, – so just recently when the snow was, like, starting to melt and there was that big berm of snow out front? And yes. I'm like, I'm like, she showed it to me. Dude, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I tried to drive straight into it and it just stuck. Yeah. It's like – I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm, out, you know, I'm trying to rock it back and forth and get and it out. Adam's recording. I look over and everybody's watching, and I'm like, "Hey, look at me, guy in the big truck stuck in a snowbank." <laughs> yep. Because How he thought I could get through. Yeah, yeah, pretty embarrassing. Um, we've changed a lot of staff this year. We don't normally. This is the second time I can think of that we've had what I'd consider to be a rather large turnover. We had one a couple years ago where we had um, just really a. I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. We had a terrible terrible group of people in here and uh, they were just feeding off each other and it was bad for business um we actually have a fantastic group of people right now but a lot of people are just moving on to different things you know so um i would say that there's nobody that we've lost this year that we needed to lose but um yeah big turnover there so maddie has started she starts officially next weekend but she came in for some training we have alex starting on thursday um he comes to us with a lot of zoo experience um tyler's moving to our rat room he said, screw inventory, I'm he's, done. He's moving back. Yeah, so he he's moving around. Now he's back. Um, man, it's been a weird year, though. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. Um, summer camp was a blast this year. Birthday parties are taking off. Um, selling a lot of stuff. So that's the year in review that I can think of. Chelsea, you got anything from the last year at Tie-Dye? Not to put you on the spot. Not really? No? Just trying to keep ahead of everything. So, um... I don't know if any of you guys in here ever read the newsletter, but uh, I genuinely mean this, so I want to put it out there for our audience. But uh, I want to thank everybody that's listening that uh, that supports tie-dye as a brand. Um, there is no tie-dye iguana without the TDI family, as I like to refer to you all. So the fact that you all keep coming back, um, regardless of the cattywampus state of the store, <laughs> yes. um, you know, it's constantly changing. It's in constant disarray. We try to be the best at what we do, but we're not always the best at what we do. We make mistakes. Sometimes the wait is a little long, and sometimes we sell you something only for you to get home and realize it's broken, <laughs> and then we make good on it. But, uh, you know, thank you guys for kind of coming along on this ride with us. We're, uh, you know, wrapping up 2019, getting ready to enter a new decade. April 1st is our 14-year anniversary with the store, which is crazy. And, uh, you know, we employ 15 people, and give or take. I don't even know how many people are on the books right now. It was 22 this summer, but I know we I have no idea. back a little. You know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are people making a living because of you shopping at Tide Dye Iguana. So you have choices, um, and you've chosen to shop with us. And even if you don't shop with us, just your support uh, via social media, podcast, word of mouth, all of that is critical because, again, you are allowing, you know, 15 people to support themselves and their families. And uh, there's a little boy and a little girl that you guys don't get to see very often that are going through life because of what tie I can provide for them. So thank you. Not to get all mushy, but Aww. I love you guys. Aww. And I love you guys in the room. So 
Fuck it. Let's wrap up 2019. I'm done with this shit. How about you guys? Yeah, sure. <laughs> One more day. Tomorrow's Bill's birthday. We're going to do shots. Yeah, see, I don't do I do absolutely nothing. I'm a very, very boring person. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get some exotic dancers up here for Bill. Yeah, see, I we don't. We need to get Bill a dog. No, no, we don't. Bill doesn't need a dog. Do you want a dog? I've I have two that are almost it, dead. You can have I, them and finish them off. Honestly, if I Matt. could, they're old. If I, could, if I could find a woman that I could trust, I mean, that would be kind of nice. But I that or a dog. Yeah, <laughs> the dog might. I don't see loyal. me finding a woman that I could trust. Well, I, I can know. trust a dog. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Like my dogs will go take a shit on the floor, and then they look at you like, "How that get there?" They're getting old. <laughs> what, that's what did you like, do? Yeah, that's yeah, that's not from me. <laughs> Must be from you. My yeah, dog has never had a had a number two in my house just wait oh. a number two and maybe if she gets sick or something but my dogs do then they give me the stupid ass look like oh they're yeah. like i'm sorry it up. they don't mean no they, they, they're just like that that was there when we got here yep. like <laughs> we woke up and that was already there and, well their yeah. memory's probably not as good as <laughs> oh, I, mean, I have pugs so for those of you that don't know that and they are old and cattywampus they're about as old as a store almost yeah we got them about a year after we opened so was yeah. it was it a year after or two you? yeah yeah Anyway, we'll go and wrap this up. Goodbye 2019. So you can find our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, oh, man, brain fart, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Spotify YouTube, YouTube, Podbean. Podbean, and I haven't put it on Pandora yet just because I've been yeah. lazy. But look us up. <laughs> look up TDI Live. There's also a link on our website at www.thetdi.com. Otherwise, thank you for entertaining uh, 22 episodes of this. And next week, we'll be back on schedule with our recording and our publishing of the podcast. So, I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And you just listened to episode 22 of TDI Live. Thank you for listening to Tide-Eyed Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thetdi.com. I may be slow to get back up.